Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Now, live and direct from the press box at Old Comiskey Park, it's time for When Football Was Football. Let's join your host, Joe Ziemba, with another forgotten tale from Chicago's pro football history. Let's go! Thank you very much for that great introduction and welcome to this episode of When Football Was Football on the Sports History Network. I'm your host, Joe Ziemba. This program is the first of several bonus episodes where we're going to take you back to this date, 75 years ago in 1947, as the Chicago Cardinals were hopefully preparing for a shot at the National Football League Championship at the end of the month. Today we're stopping at December 7th, 1947, when the Cardinals are poised to face the Eagles in Philadelphia. It had been quite the up-and-down season for the Cardinals, who started out with a very nice 7-1 record and a comfortable lead in the Western Division of the National Football League. However, the previous two weeks, the Cardinals had stumbled at Washington as well as at New York, dropping to 7-3 and falling a full game behind the rival Chicago Bears in that Western race. Before that two-game skid, the Cardinals were really the toast of the league. That the Washington Times-Herald newspaper wrote, The Cardinals, of course, have been the sensation of the league. From the orphans of the league, they've suddenly developed into the greatest drawing card, and they've already played to over 180,000 people in five home games. That 7-1 record was a little out of normal for the Cardinals, who really suffered in terms of wins and losses during the 1940s. In fact, during the war years, the Cardinals suffered a 29-game losing streak, which is still the longest in the history of the National Football League. Meanwhile, the Chicago Bears racked up four National Football League championships in the early part of the 40s. So, the two teams, which had once been going in opposite directions for a long time, were now competing head-to-head for the championship of the West. The Bears were just a game behind the Cardinals leading up to those games on November 23rd, and the Bears were 6-2 compared to the 7-1 record put together by the Cardinals at that point. And while the Cardinals were dominating on the field, they were also traveling in class as well. For example, the Football Digest said, Another reason for the Cardinals' gentlemanly bearing is that they are in fact gentlemen. There is no formal bed check when the club goes traveling, no training table, no don't smoke or don't drink pronouncements. The Cardinals travel in style and live up to their surroundings. The club helps. On a typical Cardinals road trip, a couple of Pullman cars are requisitioned by the team. Everybody gets a lower berth. Meal allowance is $5.50 a day, equal to tops for the league. The players stay at the best hotels, 
in cities throughout the circuit. So as the team prepared for a long three-week road stint, traveling to Washington, New York, and Philadelphia, the team hoped that playing against these teams that didn't have the best of records would really enable them to take full advantage and grab the Western Division Championship, thus qualifying for the NFL Championship game. On November 23rd, the first of these three stops, the Cardinals met Washington with just a 2-6 record. But it was Sammy Bauday, the legendary quarterback of the Redskins, was presented with a new car and then proceeded to take out the frustrations of the entire season on the poor Cardinals. Ball completed 25 out of 33 passes for 355 yards and six touchdowns, which at that time was tied for the most ever thrown against the Cardinals in one game. The Redskins won easily 45 to 21. After the game, a shocked Cardinals quarterback, Paul Chrisman, discussed Sammy Baugh and his game that day. He said, how about that, Sammy Baugh? Before the game, he gets a new car. During the game, he completes six touchdown passes. After the game, he hasn't even got his uniform pants dirty. And this is the first time I've been off my back all afternoon. For now, the Bears and the Cardinals were tied in the West, and no one could have been happier than George Hallis, the coach and owner of the Bears who stated, I don't know whether the Bears can win the Western Division race, but at least the matter now is in our own hands. Before the Cards lost, we just had to hope for a break. Now it's up to us, and I think we've got a very good chance. On the following Thursday, the Bears actually took a lead in the conference when they played on Thanksgiving Day and defeated Detroit. The Cardinals were off that day, but on the following Sunday, they traveled to winless New York, where the Giants were 0-7-2. And the Cardinals had already beaten New York 52-21 in a preseason game, and really there was nothing at all to expect that the result would be any different this time. Instead of an afterthought, the game with the Giants was now really, really important. In fact, the Chicago Tribune wrote, The loss to the Washington Redskins last Sunday has placed the Giants contest as well as the one with the Philadelphia Eagles next week in the category of serious business. The Cardinals realize that if they are to remain in the running for the Western Division Championship of the National Football League, the Giants and the Eagles must be defeated. But in the shock of the season, the Giants defeated the Cardinals 35-31. And with the Bears winning in Detroit, the Cardinals were now out of first place and it seemed like their championship hopes were certainly diminished. Unfortunately, the Chicago media all but wrote the Cardinals off. Wilford Smith of the Chicago Tribune wrote, Although the Cardinals already may have lost the Western title, the players can salvage respect. And the Chicago Daily News called the Cardinals the Jekyll and Hyde of the National Football League and said, Just how the Chicago Cardinals have disintegrated from the most powerful team in the National Football League to a literal pushover is the puzzler of the year. But now it was on to Philadelphia with just two games remaining in the regular season. The first place Bears were 8-2, while the Cardinals a step behind at 7-3. And things did not look good for the Cardinals in the first half against the Eagles. Trailing 7-3 with running back Steve Van Buren of Philadelphia scoring the only touchdown Normally, Coach Jimmy Councilman of the Cards would 
give a very inspiring pep talk at halftime, but he didn't say a word. And afterwards, one of his players asked him, how come you were so quiet at the half? And Councilman replied, I, I didn't have to. I could see on your faces what you were thinking. There goes the championship right out the window. And maybe that was the thing the Cardinals needed. They inspired themselves, perhaps, and just mauled the Eagles in the second half, winning 45-21 to to keep pace a game behind the Bears. But then the good news came back. The Los Angeles Rams had upset the Bears in Chicago 17-14. This left the Bears and the Cardinals both tied for the division lead with one game left. The Cards' victory over the Eagles was a tough one. In fact, John Carmichael, a writer for the Chicago Daily News, wrote, It was a bitter, bruising battle, full of elbows, sly fists, twisting hands, and nervous knees as the Cards won their National League game from Philadelphia. The distraught officials handed out 214 yards and penalties, piling up more yardage with the ball than most of the ball carriers. So now it was on to Wrigley Field in Chicago, where the Bears would entertain the Cardinals in a game where the winner literally would take all. As the defending champions of the National Football League, the Chicago Bears were confident, while the Cardinals were still looking for recognition in their own city. Please join us on December 10th for the next bonus edition of When Football Was Football, one will share some unusual occurrences that took place as both the Bears and the Cardinals were preparing for that big game that would decide the Western Championship. It would turn out to perhaps be the biggest game in the history of the Cardinals organization and one that was nearly derailed by the presence of a folding chair. Thank you and please join us on December 10th here on When Football Was Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. We at the Sports History Network are so glad to introduce to you a new addition to our lineup, the Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast. It's a weekly podcast that focuses on the history and memorabilia of North American football since its inception in 1869. It's hosted by Bob Swick, the publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and Joe Squires, a longtime contributor to that magazine. The podcast was launched in 2017 and has over 150 episodes that you can listen to now on a Sports History Network, as well as your favorite podcast provider. So join Bob and Joe as they go through football history, talking about the memorabilia and the great legendary players and games of the American Gridiron on the Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast.